you know, starting off football, freshman year, playing on the line. You know, I'm excited. Going to a scrimmage, I think it was against Cardinal Hayes and Stepanak. It was like a three-way scrimmage. <laughs> uh, welcome great, to football. Right? Work, work <laughs> fo- got popped my first play. I was like, all right, you know what? I think I like this. I think I like it. It was, it was, it was a fun experience. Call me crazy, but I don't know. I like things that kind of like demand a lot for me. Welcome, everybody, Westcott Football Podcast. Bart Pastrana with the man, myth, and legend, Coach Joe Loth. And we're going to have a very special guest today. But before we get to that, got to remind people we're being brought to you by Vision Design, an alum handling Vision Design. Yeah, Tom Feely, number 75 center from the mid 90s. Ooh, and boy, you know, make sure you look for the, the links and everything for Vision Design, what they can do for your business or organization phenomenal and we're also being brought to you by soho pizza across from whitehall you know why they call it soho uh from the new york soho area i'm assuming well that's one theory mine is they call it soho because it's so good (laughs) when it comes to pizza (laughs) let me tell you you had you chow down on that and you will not want to go anywhere else ever for your pies, let me tell you that. So, special guest we have today, Coach Loth. Yeah, I'm excited. We have our first current player on the team on the podcast, uh, a guy named Matt Forty. If you watch us uh, on Saturdays uh, last year or next year, this year coming up, he's number 40. Real easy to uh, figure out who he is. <laughs> and, uh, he, you know, he's a great kid. Uh, All-conference player for us last year, captain, part of our leadership council, great student, over 3.7 GPA. Uh, he's really what you want in coaching. Uh, you want guys that are, are really good football players, really good students, and really good kids. So really the, the complete package. And good leaders, bottom line. So when we return, Matt will join us. We'll be chatting up WestCon football. So stick around. This is the WestCon football podcast coming at you through so many various forms. It's incredible. The pooch, the man behind the glass, Gets it done each and every week. So stick around. Westcon Football Podcast will continue. Folks, today's podcast sponsored by Vision Designs. Vision Designs, a full-service screen printing, embroidery, signage, and promotional company offering their services to the tri-state and New England regions. Since 2003, they've had the reputation as an industry leader in all their fields of operations. Vision Designs, proud sponsor of Westcon Football and the entire program, my friends. You can contact them through their website, visiondesignsct.com, visiondesignsct.com, or you can call their main number, 203-778-9898, 203-778-9898. Welcome back, everybody. Westcon Football Podcast, Bart Pasternak, Coach Joe Loth, and I'll let Coach, it, since he was involved in the recruiting and development of this player, introduce and set up who's our special guest today. Yeah, once again, we got Matt Forty. Uh, he's going to be a senior uh, linebacker for us. Uh, was a captain last year. He's got a, obviously a great chance of being a captain again this year. We vote on that during camp. Great student, you know, great leader, great football player for us. Uh, 
But I still think he's got a chance to even become better. You know, I think he understands what he's got to work with, so he's got upside. And the thing I'll say about Matt that makes him super unique, he might be the fastest linebacker in any level of college football right now. He can really, really run. I mean, he's one of probably the five fastest kids in our team, and he plays middle linebacker for us. Well, the mark, I think, of any standout defensive player is when the opponent's offense does everything they can to stay away from you. Man, and, and that was kind of evident in many games last year, where it's like, "Where's forty? <laughs> you know, you you give other people headaches. It's a good thing." Thank you. Well, we got to talk a little bit about first of all how he came to be a Westcon player. Even before that, you're happy with Wolves, right? Yes, sir. There you go. All right. So how did you come? Yeah, to- so Matt, so kind of your football journey from where you kind of grew up to when you started playing football to high school to kind of how you ended up Western Connecticut. So I actually started playing football uh, my freshman year of high school. It's, fun, it's funny because I wanted to play my entire life, but my mother. <laughs> it's always the mom. She, she was always just like, no, no, your brain's going to get scrambled. No, no. So, you know, I waited until, you know, I was a freshman in high school. And honestly, I joined the team because I was, I was out of shape. I was like, oh, I got to get into shape. Went to a high school where I didn't know anybody. So it was kind of like, you know, getting to meet new people, stepping out of my comfort zone. And uh, from there, you know. What high school was that? I went to Cardinal Spelman High School in the Bronx. And um, uh, going from public school to Catholic school was a really big shift to me. And, you know, football-wise, it was a great dynamic. Uh, my freshman year there, we had really solid senior leadership. And um, I'm actually friends with a bunch of the seniors that were there my freshman year. Um, and I'm, I'm still in contact with them, so that was really big for me. Um uh, as far as coaching was concerned in high school, our coaches, uh, I had a handful of coaches that really, really made a great impact on my life. Uh, there was one coach specifically, Coach Schmitty, who uh, I'm still in contact with. I'll text him like every other month, just some updates like, hey, how are you doing? How's the family? Good. God bless. You know, things like that, keeping it cordial. And um, I believe I started playing on the line. My first position was the end. Oh, God, that was <laughs> that was learning experience. Um the way the uh, the Catholic League is set up, it's a little bit different. We have kind of like classes in New York. So it's, you know, AAA, um, AA, single A when I was in high school. And now I think they shifted to it's kind of like A, AA, uh, AA, AAA, and then straight AAA. So freshman, the freshman class, you could face any team anywhere. You could be a single A team and face AAA. So, you know, starting off football, freshman year, playing on the line, you know, I'm excited. Going to a scrimmage, I think it was against Cardinal Hayes and Stepanak. It was like a three-way scrimmage. <laughs> uh, welcome great, to football. Right? Work, work <laughs> football. Got popped my first play. I was like, all right, you know what? I think I like this. I think I like <laughs> it. It was, it, was, it was a fun experience. Call me crazy, but I don't know. I like things that kind of like demand a lot for me, uh, especially especially physically. I'm a big I'm big on you know like staying active out there. So you know, football was just kind of like uh, as I got as I got more involved in it. Got more reps, got more experience, kind of like fell in love with it a little bit. And I thought that it's something that, you know, I could, you know, potentially go a little bit further with than just high school. So so let's talk about your high school career. We just talked about the first play <laughs> of your scrimmage. Your, oh, man. So let's um, talk about your, your high school career. In high school, we actually were blessed. We won two championships, two state championships back-to-back. Um, one in 2017 and then one in 2018-2019 season. Um, we went undefeated our freshman year. 
Uh, sophomore year was a little bit of a learning curve. We uh, we stepped up in competition. We think we went a little bit five and five. And I was always switching positions. I started off as DN. Then sophomore year, they kind of like mo- I was still on DN, but they kind of like tested me a little bit at uh, at fullback. Um, and then from there, I think junior year, I became I, w- I started playing defense a lot more um, at the linebacker position. I played outside linebacker. So I kind of got my foot wet in terms of like learning about different things like coverage, you know, responsibilities and, you know, trying to my my uh, my, my perspective on the game kind of widened as I took a step back from the line and kind of like learned a lot more. And uh, I think junior year, uh, senior year, I'm sorry, is when I played inside linebacker for the first time. And always playing like different physical positions, you know, like fullback and linebacker. I uh, was always kind of like just thrown into the pit, you know, especially being a, a smaller statured guy. I would think I was only around like 175 pounds when I was playing back in high school. So uh, being, you know, like a smaller guy, I had to rely more on, you know, kind of running past people to make plays or, you know, trying to use like my athleticism and uh, my speed to my advantage rather than just bulldozing my way through. And, you know, year by year, I kind of just added to my game, made, uh, you know, a lot of uh, learning experiences. And, um, yeah, year by year, I kind of just developed into a little bit more of what I think works for me personally. So what do you need to work on this camp? Like we got training camp coming up in August. Uh, one of the biggest things I would say is just being as disciplined as I can possibly be and, you know, definitely being more um, intuitive on certain plays. You're kind of like keying into my reads, being able to kind of like dissect what I see on the field offensively-wise, you know, seeing like, okay, where's – Where's the running back uh, in positions with QB? Uh, okay, how's the guard standing? All right, the guard the guard's kind of light on his heels. I mean, heavy on his heels, light on his fingers. All right, and every chance it's going to be pulled. You know, kind of staying in tune, um, especially in the run game. It's going to be very big coming up this season for me. Yeah, because that's rule number one, right? i got to stop the run. Yes, right? sir. Rule number Put one. Put the ball on the ground. So here's a question for you. So you said you weighed a buck seventy in high school, right? <laughs> yeah. So coming into Western, what'd you weigh? What do you weigh now? And kind of how has that evolved since you've been here? I think coming into Western my freshman year for camp, I weighed in at 190 pounds, maybe 193. Um, I was benching 225 for maybe like four to five reps. And coming into my senior season now, uh, I actually weighed myself this morning. I was 227 pounds. And um, strength-wise, kind of like an increased uh, year after year. Um, great shot. We have a great strength coach here, Coach Lago. Definitely uh, tries to push us into being as strong as we can. Very, um, very, you know, players coach, very hands-on with us. And that personally helped me develop because I needed more, you know, kind of like hands-on act- interaction with my coaches here. So, yeah, the strength and conditioning coach here definitely uh, definitely helped me pack on some pounds here. So but you don't lose the speed. No, no, he's, he can really that's, run. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, a lot of people, may, the average Joe is going to sit back and go, well, you're packing on some more pounds, some more muscle. you, you got to lose a step or two. But that hasn't happened with you at all. Well, that's. Uh, I would also uh, kind of contribute that to the, the way we train here. Um, specifically, I know last, year, last spring ball, Coach Loft definitely implemented some uh, polymetric training, some speed training, and – you know, kind of. I took kind of, you know, things from that, and I implemented that into how I trained the off season. So definitely, like, lot, lots of speed work on top of strength work, and that's just because. All right, who cares if you can lift 500 pounds, 600 pounds? Can you move around the field? If not, then are you really training to be an athlete? Are you really training to be a football player? So uh, in terms of that, every 
just because I'm gaining like 10 pounds doesn't mean I can just sit down and slack on my field work. I'm always sprinting. I hit like at least three, try, I try to hit speed days like at least three days a week on the field and just making sure I'm, I'm staying active because, yep. you know, you got to be able to move to play the game. Yeah, Bart, he's almost as fast as the head coach right now. <laughs> <laughs> you hey, you what, should see Coach Law's backpedals. <laughs> One thing we got we got to point out because, and eventually at some time, folks will be privy to the video version of the podcast. But I want to point out that today Matt is is rocking the Spellman duds here today. <laughs> so there's a little tribute to the to the Bronx and Spellman there. Yes, sir. Well, well back a couple back champions. Yeah, a couple of Matt's greatest qualities may be like, who's your favorite NFL team, Matt? Let's talk about that. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Now, <laughs> now, now that it's one of the reasons why Matt is starting for us right Boy, now. That, he's that, a Browns fan. That made it, that made it an easy recruit, didn't it, Coach Lott? There's two of us sitting in the state of Connecticut, or three counting my older son, true <laughs> Cleveland Browns fans sitting in the state of Connecticut right now. But the, the other thing is, so you, you get to this point, you've won some championships, all right, so you're a smaller linebacker, but you've developed. You've got this this great speed. So how do you settle? Uh, and I shouldn't use the word settle. How do you decide to end up playing football at WestCon? Um, my decision to play at WestCon kind of came down to, in terms of you know they offer in-state tuition to the entire tri-state area so that's a great plus very affordable education they have some of the best uh programs here academic wise in the state of connecticut and the in the entire region to be honest especially in terms with their uh criminal justice program or here it's called justice and law administration um as well as other fields you know they have a great business program uh they're great in their medical fields like in nursing and stuff like that so academics for me was um, a very important deciding factor in deciding to play here, as well as, you know, convenience of location. You know, I'm coming from the city. My parents, they don't drive. I didn't drive growing up. I actually just got my license today. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, being able to make sure that my family is, you know, has the option of, you know, hopping on the Metro North and coming down to see a game was was a really important deciding factor for me to come and play the, here. And the family's okay with you playing football now. Yes. Yeah. What's your mom, What's your mom feel? What's she saying? Oh, right now? every game, you know. As soon as I come out and I try to give her a hug, she always checks my eyes. She's like, "Are you okay? <laughs> You're not dumb now, right?" I'm like, "No, no." I'm like, "What's my name, mom?" No, it's not my name. You gotta go to the hospital. You gotta go to the hospital. I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. You know, I tell you, Bart. What's unique about our school? And Matt's the perfect example. You know, he he played football in the Bronx. Uh, he works an internship down at home. He works an internship here on campus. He's here sometimes during the week, and he's home sometimes during the week in the summer. Doesn't have a car. Takes the train up from New York City. Right to it comes literally. You walked here. What is about a quarter? Yeah, it's probably about from where we are, Midtown campus, ten minutes. Yeah, 10 so minutes it's an walk. easy walk. So, and I was talking to Matt earlier before this. I always say our city kids. I consider Matt a city kid from New York City. Have such a unique upbringing. That like when he's 12 years old, 11 years old, he's got freaking freedom. He's riding the subways, going all over the place, yeah. and and uh, so such a unique experience growing up. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think I took the subway by myself going to school for the first time when I was like 12 or 13 years old. But um, definitely here, like I said, uh, growing up, nobody in my direct family drove, so uh, public transportation is kind of like where we, where we thrive. You know, taking a train to a train to a bus, taking a bus to a bus to a train. Um, fun fact, my first, I started working when I was like 14 years old. I worked at a job in City Island. And coming from the Bronx and not driving, City Island was like, I think, a two-hour commute 
from where I lived. So uh, having the option of taking a train to another train to a bus to get to work is, is just how it's it perfect. is. Right? It's just it's, how it is. Yeah. It's kind of part of the lifestyle, you know. To some people looking in, I know a lot of my uh, close friends here are from like Long Island, New Jersey, and Connecticut, where you kind of need a car to get around and live. Um, so when they hear like, "Oh my God, you're taking a train 45 minutes to school every day," oh my God, you're taking that's just part of the lifestyle yeah. growing up. You know, I think it's something you can only really understand if you're coming from New York City. So um, I know a lot of the recruits here and uh, a lot of my teammates here from the city completely understand what we're talking about. But it's definitely something like weird to hear. Yeah, it's a, it's, I always thought it's a great dynamic. So guys like Matt, in some ways, are the most savvy guys I have. Since 12 years old, they can go wherever they want to do, kind of do whatever they want. And then they come to college and they're like, "Wait, well, I don't have a car." What do, you know, and they're yeah. almost. But then our our kids that might have a car, in some ways, seem like they have more freedom. But they haven't grown up like Matt has, and they're almost more sheltered, even though they have a car here. It's just it's kind of a weird dynamic that. Uh, but obviously, yeah, whenever, the car the car only goes in in two directions. It goes back home and back yeah. to campus. And you and you start driving a lot of times when they're 18, 17. So mm -hmm. they haven't really they haven't learned how to grow up until they kind of get to college. Speaking so. of growing up, um, obviously you've grown with the program under Coach Loth. And as players move on and become sophomores, juniors, seniors, uh, there's an there's an added task for them, and that's to help bring along the next wave yeah. of Wolf players. And your leadership skills, and then a negative name names, but folks have said leadership skills, outstanding. Obviously, you're a great example by being a fine student besides being one hell of a player. But, uh, you know, that res that added responsibility, I have a sense that, that you enjoy that, helping to bring along and making sure the next guy's ready and the next guy's ready and the next guy's ready. Yeah, definitely something that we definitely emphasize here, um, especially amongst the team, is kind of like our team chemistry. Like, for instance, I think last year or two years ago, we brought in about like four or five new linebackers. And me and my other starting linebacker, Nosa, we immediately were making sure that we're hanging out with them. We're making sure we have all their numbers. Oh, you want to hang out tonight? Let's hang out. You want to get some pizza? Let's get some pizza. Oh, you need some. Oh, a lot of them are city guys, too. Need some help moving in? Need some help moving out? Let us know. Um, and definitely, you know, just making sure that everybody feels welcome. Like I said, when I went to high school, uh, going into my freshman year, I went to a high school where I knew nobody. You know, nobody from my middle school uh, came with me. So it was basically like a fresh start. And one of the biggest things that I was kind of worried about coming in is, all right, I really don't know too many people on the team. Well, anybody on the team. I don't know anybody in the school. Am I going to be alone? And I kind of like learned from that experience. And I'm kind of like making sure that, you know, if you're an incoming freshman, that you're, you're feeling welcome on the team. Like, we're a family. We're going to practice together every morning. We're going to go through two weeks of hell during camp. You know, I have my back. You have yours. If you need anything, I'm, I'm a phone call away. I don't live on campus. I live near campus, but I'm still a phone call away. I can be on campus at a moment's notice. So, so Bart, let's talk a little bit about training camp. Because <laughs> we have some young guys, uh, some of our incoming freshmen, maybe a transfer or two, they're going to uh, not know what to expect with training camp. So when you came into training camp in college, how is it different than high school? Like, what, like what, how <laughs> is this completely different? It's, it's honestly a completely different, surreal experience. You know, you're, you're, kind of, you're busy the entire day. Um, as me and Coach Law were talking before, you know, when you're in high school, you're practicing in the afternoon, you know, 
you're, you're likely going home right after. If you're having training camp in high school, it's kind of like you maybe have like seven days together where all you're doing is football. You know, here it's you're dedicating the full two weeks of your time, the full two weeks of your life to nothing but football. You wake up at 7 a.m., get some breakfast. All right, you got something in your, your, your belly? Let's go to the field. We're, we got to do it. After that, we got meetings. We got practices at night. We have lifts. So um, definitely compared to high school, uh, college football camp is way more physically demanding. Um, so it's very important to make sure that, you know, if you're an incoming recruit or a returning player, you're kind of doing your due diligence in the offseason and not, you know, sitting around being lazy. And, you know, you're making sure you're getting your, you're getting your sprints in. You know, you're getting your light conditioning in. You're in the weight room lifting weights. You know, you're getting mental reps, watching film, uh, still staying in your playbook. There's, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that you could do. But honestly, um, one of the most important things is to make sure that you're physically prepared for camp because it is very physically demanding. The other big thing that, that's really challenging for our school is medical clearance. <laughs> Literally, sportswear. Yeah. How many times have you heard the word sportswear? Sportswear. Uh, when we were doing our COVID operations, you know, the medical clearance was definitely a headache with sportswear, filling out like a, a daily health questionnaire every morning, getting a text from our coaches at 6 a.m., complete this link for before practice. It's just, uh, But honestly, you know, if you're a, you're a first-time player, you know, an incoming recruit, one of the most um, kind of confusing things in regards to our medical clearance process is the, the cardiology report. And basically, you have to get cleared medically from a cardiologist stating that you're okay for football activities and, you know, heavy, heavily uh, physically demanding, you know, things. And, you know, that's something that you have to get done independently through your own private cardiologist. And then you would upload that to, our, to the sportswear. And you have to get your physical in, and then once you get all that, as well as your, I think it's your sickle, your, cell. sickle cell test to make sure you, you don't have the trait, and you upload all that to sportswear, and you, pretty much you're ready to go, and as well as your NCAA um, disclosure list. Yeah, actually NCAAs will be a little bit different this year. We're, we, uh, we, we bought a program called Front Rush. Okay. Everyone's going to do it on Front Rush. They'll get some information on that. But going back to training camp, here's one of the things – you know, I've been doing this way too many years now. But the best thing about training camp for me that's so unique for whether it's Matt and all of our players and coaches is nobody really on this in this country, in this planet, for two weeks shuts everything down yeah. and just does football. For me, I love it. I mean, I'm not worried about our guys going to class. I'm not even worried about opponents. It's just football for mm -hmm. two straight weeks. And it's such a unique thing. I mean, most guys are so busy they're not on their phones. And I love that two weeks of training camp, and it's hard to kind of understand what it is. The first thing I'll say during training camp is, even though this is going to be a grind, even though this is going to be a tough two weeks, man, I appreciate it because there's no other yeah. time in your life you can just shut everything down and just focus on one thing. 100%, especially looking back, you know, going into my senior year. Um, the last couple of training camps that we have have definitely been tough, but, you know, taking a step back from the entire situation and looking back, I'm definitely appreciative of, you know, just having two weeks to just – you know, bond with your team, struggle together, you know, learn new things and kind of like you're escaping from the world and dedicating two weeks of your time to something that you enjoy, something that, you know, you, you chose to do, something you signed up for. So it's definitely, definitely tough, but very rewarding. So, so what are your kind of personal goals this fall? Uh, personally, um, <laughs> I know that uh, I, I was, I think I had around like two or three interceptions this year. So personally, coming into the fall, I want to definitely make sure that um, I'm using my speed to my advantage, taking away the run game and kind of like forcing 
as many as many things overhead as possible, you know, making sure that, you know, if you can't run the ball, you're definitely not going to pass the ball on us. You know, uh, I think all around our defense, uh, we, have, we have a very fast defense from all positions. Um, from our other linebackers, so we have very athletic D linemen, in my opinion. And, you know, coming in, I just want to make sure that I'm able to take control of our defense fully, kind of make sure everybody's on the same page, you know, one defense, you know, one mind, and making sure that you know, I'm trying to fulfill and be the best player that I could be personally. You on, finished on with, a, with a flourish last season. You go on the road and, you know, get, get those W's. Is that something that you and the more veteran players can build on and expound to the uh, the newcomers to the program or the guys who maybe seen more time this season? Hey, you know, we, we got to pick up exactly 100%. where we left off. Mm-hmm, 100%. I think, uh, as you stated, towards the end of the season, uh, as a team and as a unit, we kind of understood what it takes to win. You know, understood the level of, you know, everybody has to be locked in. Maybe nobody wants to do the job, but hey, we all got to do it together. We're all, you know, we all signed up for this. And I think uh, the acknowledgement of everybody knowing what it takes to win is definitely going to carry over to camp and next season in terms of making sure we're keeping everybody accountable for their job, making sure that nobody's slacking. Oh, if this guy's a little bit lacking behind, maybe not yell at him, but give him a helping hand. You know, we're all in this together. We're only as strong as our weakest link. So, you know, understanding what it takes to win is definitely going to impact our culture here and our locker room dynamic coming into this fall. And now that he has a driver's license, he can help out the bus driver. <laughs> He'll probably drive the bus. He'll yeah, probably be I'm the saying. bus driver for every game. Now. Yeah. Boom. I, I predict we'll get to the games. <laughs> you guys will get to your destinations half hour, hour earlier. But they got to they gotta take the train back, though. <laughs> <laughs> they got to learn. <laughs> what you, so, you know, you, we, you talked about goals and what you – individually you want to be able to be more anticipatory you want to be able to uh, shut down that run and force people to to pass on you guys so it's it's been this this journey at Westcon for you developing as a as a defensive player but um you know uh, for your offensive teammates it, you don't ignore them you know during not. camp and, and stuff not. like that you know uh it's funny. Uh, it's kind of a very, you know, offensive defense dynamic in, in practice. But um, in my opinion, I feel like that works to our very advantage. You know, we, you know, there's one day that they'll completely light us up, and the next day, you know, we'll come back with the fire. Like, you, you guys threw five touchdowns, six touchdowns, eight touchdowns on us in this period yesterday. That's not happening today. And it's kind of like you want to step up one day, we're going to step up the next day. You step up the third day, we're going to step up the fourth day. And kind of like demanding the absolute best from each other when it's coming in the form of, you know, you know playful banter with our teammates. Like, oh, uh, you can't guard me. Like, oh, yeah, watch this. You know, uh, that's definitely – that definitely works to our benefit. We definitely don't ignore the offense at all. Trust me on that one. <laughs> I think it was there was an old linebacker from the NFL, Deacon Jones, who played yep. for the, the Rams many moons ago, who said – I don't hate offenses. I just hate other teams' offenses. Mm-hmm. My offense, more time they're out there, more time Deacon's on a on the bench getting ready for the next hit I got to make. 100%. So yeah, you, know, you, as want, a defense, you want that success to be on both sides of the ball. 100%. You know, as a defense, our ultimate goal is to set up our offense in the best possible position to score the ball. So, you know, the better they play, the better we're going to play because – you, you want to score a touchdown really fast? All right, here's the ball. Score another one. 
that's kind of like our that's our, our dynamic on the field, you know. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, we have playful banter in practice, but the guys that we're practicing against on the offensive side of the ball are the same teammates that we're going to be rooting for were on the sideline during the game. And that's, and that's always the challenge in practice is usually I'm the bad guy, right, as far as <laughs> meaning, meaning uh, you, know, you know, in college football, pro football, nobody really tackles a lot in practice. It's a lot of thud. It's a lot of upper you know, and, uh, and you know, in, in camp sometimes, you know, a, a guy gets tackled and I'm yelling at the defensive guy and the defensive mm-hmm. guys are getting mad because, well, they're putting their head down. And, you know, so it's it's definitely a balance of how do you get better in camp without getting guys hurt so you don't tackle a lot, but also managing, you know, both sides of the ball so one side doesn't feel like, oh, shoot, you know, he, you know he's not letting us tackle, but they're all, you know, so it's just a huge dynamic. In, but it but camp, that's where senior leadership like Matt and, and guys understanding ultimately what are we trying to do? We're trying to win as a team here. Mm-hmm. You know, us, you know, losing guys in practice because they're getting hurt doesn't help us win as a team. But what is that fine line where we can go right to the edge of playing as hard as we can without losing our feet, leaving our feet and getting better? So it's definitely the older you are as a team and the more guys understand what you're ultimately trying to get done, the better you get as a team. You know what I mean, and that's that's why having guys like Matt and Nosen and Rocky on defense and Bingo, we got a bunch of veterans on defense and offense this year. We we went from probably being the least experienced team I've ever coached last year as far as starts to one of the most experienced teams I've ever coached, and that's going to pay off during camp and also during the season this year. Do you like sort of being that extra coach on the field? And- and are you worried you might like coaching too much? <laughs> um, honestly, it's, uh, you know, being able to be a little bit more hands-on with my teammates is something that I personally enjoy because, um, at, at least in my perspective, it feels like I'm able to make sure everybody feels welcome and at least has at least one person on the team that they feel confident and confided into. Like, uh, one, uh, for example, one of my closest friends now, uh, Ambrose Richards, is actually somebody that I just I didn't even know played here during camp you know we kind of met in the middle we met in the middle of the season freshman year and you know from there we kind of just we just hit it off and you know having just like one guy that I feel as if like all right you know I could I could lean on makes the entire college experience you know less stressful for one uh you know you enjoy your time way more that's that that's the definite one and you know I feel like that's honestly one of the most unique experiences uh playing football here is you kind of have the best of, you know, you have to play the sport that you love at a high level in college. And, you know, you don't you also get to make, you know, meaningful relationships and, you know, kind of lifelong, lifelong friends. And, you know, you kind of have a great experience, college experience overall here because, you know, not all of your time is dedicated solely to athletics. Bart, this may be the first time in three years I haven't seen Ambrose and 40 together. <laughs> he might be out in the hall right now, to be honest. <laughs> Even, even last Monday, I come out of my office, I look down on the field, there's Ambrose and 40 running on the field. And stuff like that. Yeah, that's another thing. It's just an accountability thing. You know, I know if there's a, there's a day that he doesn't want to lift weights, you know, I'm going to go right up to his door. Hey, let's go to the gym. What are you doing? Get up. Get off your ass. And, you know, I know that he's going to, if I, if there's one day, you know, he's he's way more in the film than I am. You know, he's his football IQ is way better. So he's he's constantly teaching me certain things like, hey, look at this. I'm like, what is that, a box? He's like, no, it's a blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, it's kind of like, you know, accountability. I have strengths uh, that I have things that I'm good at that he not may not be well at and vice versa. And he's constantly pushing me to get better and vice versa. So. Um, you know, being a leader on the field to our, to our teammates is something that 
that I like very much because um, it lets me understand where my teammates are at. Like, if you're not feeling – like, what motivates you? Everybody has different ways of, you know, being motivated. What works for somebody may not work for somebody else. So being able to fully understand as many of my teammates as possible makes me be a more effective leader. You mentioned football IQ. Just IQ in, in general, you've got the excellent GPA. But, uh, you know, I, you sit back and you wonder how – you know, how can you do it? You have to devote so much time to your sport, and then you have to devote so much time to academics. And where do you take a breath, uh, so to speak? But you, you have found the way to do that. You have put in the time on, on both ends. You're living proof it can be done. And I'm wondering, uh, for you right now, uh, is uh, have you amazed yourself at times <laughs> that you've been able to to be that good on both sides, both athletically and you know a true student athlete, academically, athletically? Um, sometimes it does. You know, it, it is very good to you know kind of take a step back and just appreciate the work that you've put in. But honestly, the the most important part is kind of just making sure that you're taking you know everything like one step at a time. You can you can't focus all your attention on multiple things and, you know, kind of be, you know, every uh, great at everything. But if you, you know, kind of divvy up your time and, you know, you're, you know, managing your time effectively and, all right, you know, today I'm going to focus on classes one and two. Then after I'm done with that, I'll focus on, you know, go, you know, getting stronger in the gym and then some light conditioning and the next day, all right, I'm going to focus on classes three and four. All right, I studied for X amount of time. It's time to focus on this now. It's kind of like dealing with problems as they, not as they arise, but one one problem at a time. Only just to make sure you're not, you know, you're not overwhelming yourself. You know, getting too stressed out. You know, stress is good, but in limited amounts. You know what's nice nice about Matt, and as you know, like I said, I've been doing this a while as a head coach and. You always kind of get to know your guys through their college careers and uh, talk to them after they graduate. And, and a lot of times you sit down, hey, hey what, what can I do to help you get your first job? Let's get a plan, all that stuff. But then you run across a handful of guys that you know, I don't need to help Matt one bit. He's going to be so successful in life. Literally, whatever he does, he's going to be ultra successful. And I've had, obviously, a number of those guys through the years. And that'll be the conversation. I might have already had that conversation with Matt. That listen, you know, you're gonna, you're not going to need my help. I mean, he's that successful in everything he does, whether it's football, whether it's life, whether it's academics, and uh, that's why it's such a pleasure to coach a guy like Matt. That you just know, it's almost like, like being a parent having a kid that you're like, he's he's fine, he's going to be good, and that's that's really where Matt is, I think, in life. And uh, speaking of that, I know you've already kind of looked ahead a little bit after you graduate. If you just want to talk about kind of what your plans are after you graduate and when you graduate and, and all those things. Yeah, so I was on track to graduate in May 2023, but um, I'm, cur I'm currently with the internship credits I'm taking right now, and uh, I was lucky enough to find an internship to do last semester uh, during spring ball, as well as the two classes I'm taking right now. Um, I'm blessed to be graduating early. I'm graduating uh, after the season next year, December 2022. And um, I've been currently applying for different police departments, uh, you know, around this area. I've applied for the state trooper exam. I I've taken the state trooper exam in New York. I've, I'm in the application process for the NYPD right now. Um, I'm looking into different police departments in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Uh, Mesa, yeah, Arizona. 
and um, uh, definitely down south. So uh, being a, a future in law enforcement is something I've always seen for myself. Uh, it's something that's definitely always interested me and, you know, um, trying to make sure that I'm still keeping on that track. What's your ideal job right now? Like, My name, ideal name job? job. Uh, I would definitely... Starting job and then 10 years from now. Uh, starting job right now, I would definitely love to get into a police force. Uh, specifically, I would want to say NYPD only because that's where I'm from. I'm definitely a big community guy. I want to give back to where I came from and try to leave somewhere better than where I found it. And, you know, you know, it's given me so many experiences. You know, the least I could do is give back a little bit. And um, 10 years from now, I want to be working in the FBI. Okay. I I was going to say one PP, you know, <laughs> uh, they, I can picture you there you, because you're, you've got great communication skills, great leadership skills, and, uh, but I know they sometimes have a fractious relationship with the FBI, so maybe NYPD, FBI, then you go mm-hmm. to one PP and you can have the two work better. What's, hand what's in hand. Hand. What is one PP? I have no idea what one PP is. One police plaza? <laughs> is that in the It's where the commissioner is. Okay. Oh, my gosh. As the, <laughs> Remember, the, Bart, I'm from Coach, Ohio. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Coach, Coach Law, we got we to gotta, we, we gotta get Coach Law to watch, like, Blue Bloods and Law and Order and, and all these. Criminal Minds, you know, all those things. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, I, I can see it. The, the leadership skills are so important, and if you have them – now you're already one step up, and I can tell you from uh, doing enough uh, reading internet-wise and, and otherwise that um, they could use your help in the NYPD. <laughs> they, they, they could. They've had a, had a problem retaining, and, uh, and so the bottom line is if you have somebody who's enthusiastic and can bring so much to the table, I, we're going to send this video to the commissioner, by the way, <laughs> just to just to let you know. But that's 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 all well and good. And but you say you had that interest from even before you went to high school. Yeah, yeah. Before I went to high school, well, I want to say since I was like in middle school, probably. Um, you know, growing up in the area I grew up in, you know, you kind of, I saw a lot of things. What you part know. of the Bronx you grew up in? I, I actually I was born and raised in Harlem. I was okay. on 125th, and a little nickname that people in New York have for what my area is called Zombieland because of all the uh, the uh, the drug use that goes on over there, and you know kind of how people act. When I was in high school, I moved up to 233rd in the Bronx, kind of right right next to Cardinal Spellman, and uh, you know growing up where, how I did, and you know surrounded by what I was, you know uh, was surrounded by. You know, I kind of met like a lot of, you know, people with you know, negative perspectives, uh, uh, negative outlooks on certain things like, oh, uh, what's the point of doing doing this if this is going to happen no matter what? And, you know, kind of my thing is why complain about it if you're not going to do anything about it? So, you know, in my opinion, one of the best ways that I could do something um, about what I was seeing is, you know, being part of the act of change. And as you mentioned, uh, there have been a lot of issues uh, specifically with the NYPD and retaining a lot of the force members. I know that there's going to be around. I want to pull a random number on my, ass, but I know there's a, a lot of people coming. You know you're going to get bleep for that. Oh really? I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a New York in me. Sorry. I'm actually I'm actually thinking about everything right now. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I think I want to say like a lot of people are going to retire in the next couple of years. Yeah. So yeah. because of that, you know, uh, that that could be taken as you know they're retiring early. They don't want to deal with the problem. I, I want to deal with the problem. 
So, I don't I don't want to run away from anything. So Matt, what's your mom think about you becoming a police officer? Honestly, she loves it. Funny okay. enough, so she she doesn't mind you being a police yeah. officer, but it's the football. Thing. It's the football. Thing. <laughs> I, t- I tell her all the time, like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can lose my life going to, going to work right now, but I'm playing football for. No, I don't want a dumb baby. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, mom. That's funny. <laughs> well, as someone who did, I did four years in the Bronx uh-huh. in in the Fordham section. Oh, okay, of the uh, of the Bronx and uh, tough area. Uh, it was, once you got off campus, ooh, yeah. was was life fun, yeah. uh, you know, so to speak. That's why they only show you the, the tour in the gates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, you're fine at the Botanical Gardens. Yeah. Uh, you're fine at the zoo. You're fine on campus. But, um, you know, trying to go in between those places. How close, yeah. are, you, how close are you to, where do you live now then? Uh, I live in Port Chester. I moved back. So, uh, I think two years ago I moved back to Harlem and I moved back to the Bronx. So now... Um, from Fordham, I'm probably like 20 minutes away okay. from Fordham. Yeah, maybe not that oh, far. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know where Yankee Stadium is. I know where Fordham is. That's all I know. <laughs> Yankee Stadium, it's probably like 25 minutes away okay. on the train for me. But the great thing was trains. Yeah, trains. They got you everywhere. You just yeah, because there was literally you could pop down onto a subway mm-hmm. on every other street <laughs> and, and get to wherever you yeah. wanted. Yeah, such a, such a cool way to grow up, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Like and, you said, a lot of freedom growing yeah, up. Yeah, no question. And the one thing we should mention, since you spent some time in the Bronx, this is a guy who knows good food and <laughs> a good pizza. We want to make sure we mention our Soho yeah. pizza. What's your favorite pizza sponsors? here in Danbury? My favorite pizza here in Danbury has got to be Soho pizza. That's one of our sponsors. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, and also we want to thank our fine folks at Vision Designs before we we end up running away. The con got to ask you about the conference because uh, West Con has built up some good rivalries within the conference. Uh, you know, Coach Loth on some previous podcasts has said round up the usual suspects uh, for for how things will shake out because of recruiting and retention of players. Mm-hmm. Other teams will have some veteran players uh, coming back. Your feelings on a conference and lining up against teams like Framingham, et cetera. You know, in our conference, we definitely play teams that are great competition. Like you said, we have Framingham State, um, Bridgewater, UMass Dartmouth, you know, gr- uh, great teams all around. And um, last year, we were a very un- inexperienced team coming in. Uh, this year, we're retaining a lot of veteran players. So I think ha- giving everybody uh, exposure to the, the skill level that we're going to be facing next year um, is very key. It's going to be a key component to our success coming into the fall. And um, as for the other teams in our conference, like as I just said, um, great, great skill competitions all around, Framingham State, Bridgewater. Um, all I have to say is nothing but great competition we're going to be facing with. I'm very excited to see what's going to happen to them. And we're excited to see, too, what, uh, what the team has to offer. There's no doubt about it. Pooch, Pooch is signaling something. Yeah, I got a question for Matt. Yeah. Uh, if you could... Say anything directly to all of our fans and supporters out there of the team. What would it be if you had like this chance to to talk directly to them? To our fans. Uh, to our fans. Uh, be excited. Definitely be excited. Uh, I feel like we have something very special brewing up here. I think we're going to be a very good team coming into the fall. A very exciting team to watch. And uh, I, the, one of the best things is that we are still a very young team coming in. So although we have very experienced veteran players coming back. We have, we're building the foundation for what's to come after our senior leadership leaves, 
And so our fans, be very excited for what's to come for the next couple of years. And you want to block out those dates because there's only four home dates. Yeah. yeah. Road Warriors this year. This year. Yes. Call out for work right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So camp is, is coming up. Do you, do you take a little time for yourself before camp kicks in? Yeah. I got to make sure that uh, my body feels very good. You heading down to New Jersey, St. Ambrose? Is that what you're doing? What do you, what do you, we're going to his house in New Hampshire, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you know, he has a lot of land. We're going to go camping a little bit. We're going to come back, get right. some massages, chiropractor in, <laughs> making sure our bodies are right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's good. We're glad. We're, we're glad you get a little, little chance to blow off a little steam. Mm-hmm. Then come in. For camp with uh, with General Loth, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll be focused. Yes, I know that, and and we know you'll be following the Cleveland Browns. Of course, uh, big, big de- yeah, big decision for the Browns at quarterback. Right, yeah. what is going to happen? All guaranteed. Yeah, well, only a million this year, though. Yeah, still still a million. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a reminder, folks. Our great sponsors, Vision Designs, uh, and uh, if you hear little messages now and then. Uh, during the course of the podcast, make make sure you talk to Fields and and check out Vision Designs, the things they can do for people's businesses, uh, just tremendous. Yeah, and once again, uh, Tom will do all our signage for anybody that wants to advertise at our home games. Put a sign on the on the fence if you guys want to be part of sponsoring football this year. Just email football at wcsu.edu, and you become a football sponsor also. But a boom, and the great folks. At Soho Pizza, it is so oh good, <laughs> delicious, delicious, delicious. We thank them for joining up and helping out the uh, podcast. I want to wish you the absolute best, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you, Coach Loth, Pleasure and I will have here. some uh, other great folks that we'll be talking to in the uh, in the weeks to come. But uh, certainly, uh, we're looking forward to seeing Matt play. We'll take a break, wrap things up in just a moment. This is the Westcon Football Podcast. We have to say goodbye for this edition of the Westcon Football Podcast. Bart Pasterna, Coach Joe Loth. I want to thank again our special guest, Matt Forty, for being with us. Look forward to the upcoming Wolves football season. And Coach Loth, I know we got some other stuff coming down the road. Yeah, we're excited. We got uh, Hopefully we have another former coach here next week uh, on the podcast. He's uh, just got to confirm. But we're going to have some more, uh, maybe another player, one of our current players on the team before camp starts. But I want to leave with this, Matt. What do the young guys need to know once again coming into camp? What is their expectations? What should they expect? Be ready to be tired. Be very ready to be busy for the all two weeks. Remember, it's not like high school. It's way more physically demanding, and you're going to be dedicating two weeks to the sport that you love in a very, very competitive environment. Perfect. And be open to learning. Yeah, no question. Well, that's the biggest thing. A lot Mm -hmm. of guys in high school – a lot of guys go both ways in high school, offense, defense. Yeah. But in college, I mean, there's nobody goes both ways. So you can do twice as much with the playbook. You're, you know, there's there's so much more to know and learn in college that it's really hard uh, and challenging for a young guy to come in and play right away just because it's so much more information to learn. Well, we've got the, the fastest coach in all of Division Three football. <laughs> we've got Flash, Flash 40, the fastest <laughs> linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, and, me and Matt will be racing after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Bart Pasterna saying, please join us again for the Westcon Football Podcast. Our thanks to the Pooch, our thanks to Vision Designs and Soho Pizza. 
Come back and join us each and every week. We're on every social media platform that is available, I think. Everyone, right? Pooch. Uh, we're not on Facebook at the moment, but we're on Instagram and Twitter. And then, yeah, but uh, this gets posted on the Westcon Football Facebook page. Oh, too. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. See? So, so we are everywhere. We, we are everywhere. We have links to everywhere. Westcon Football Podcast. Talk to you again real soon, everybody. The Westcon Football Podcast is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCSU Podcasts, and feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at wcsu.edu. Thanks for listening.